and welcome to Oaktown Boys, uh, season three, episode eighteen. Um, Getting up there, pretty good week. Halfway, pretty to... good week. One of the better, one of the better ones. One of the better weeks in recent memory, at least. One of the better recent weeks for sure. Last week, if you will recall, we said we wanted a four and three week. And we kind of got that. We are recording one day later than planned, so had we recorded yesterday, we would have been four and three. Would have nailed it. Uh, but the A's lost today, making it four and four. So we kind of messed that up ourselves. Um, but I mean, they're basically playing five hundred ball over the last month. Yes, which, which is, is amazing. Honestly, quite. If we're going to be realistic with ourselves, that's kind of like all we can hope for. Yeah. So. Yeah, like, cool. I know they need to play, what, like, probably 875 ball to be 500, <laughs> so that's probably not what's going to happen, you know. we I don't I think we need to stop looking at the season in As terms a of a season and, yeah, start looking at it in sections. Yeah. Like, I like I think that's why I enjoy doing this. It's one of the reasons I enjoy doing this, because it's like, we were 4-4 four and four over the last week. Like, I don't need to really worry about our overall record. All I need to worry about is what happened between this time and when we talked last time. You know, That's right. and it's been pretty fine since then. There have been a number of teams that have, that have a much worse record than the A's since the last time we recorded. So that's a win in and of itself. You know, we're definitely not the worst team in the league by miles anymore, which is a victory. We're calling that fully a victory. Yeah, I think overall record wise, we might still be the worst team. Let's check on that. I, th- I know we got to be close, but. Got to check in on we our... Don't, we don't cleanly own it anymore. 281, Kansas City 287. Same number of wins, 25. Okay, they just have fewer losses. Two losses less. But they've played fewer games, so we can assume they're going to lose those games. They stink, so... I think so. They're also 3-7 and seven in their last 10. So are the Angels. And we're 5-5, five and five, and we're right? we're 5-5. Five five. Yeah. The Giants and the Rockies are also 3-7, and seven, so... So are the Cubs. All those teams suck. Yeah, they're not as good as us, and we have surpassed them in both talent and um, trajectory. Let it be known. Um, but let's get into what happened. Um, <laughs> the series against the Yankees stuck. Yeah, it did. As we were recording the last episode, the perfect game that shall not be mentioned happened. <laughs> um, it ha- I mean, it was cool. It was a perfect game. It's kind of crazy. It was obviously one of the more exciting nights of baseball to watch in a while yeah it was historic um, for better or worse you know that's one thing you can say about it um you know it's, it's domingo herman kind of wish it was anybody other than domingo herman yeah um, it's hard not to it's that. it's it's funny because it's not so it's not even necessarily so much that it was i mean am i surprised that this collection of hitters got no hitter slash perfect game at some point this season not really, honestly. Like they are, they look a little listless sometimes. Um, but ah, God, I didn't want it to be that night against him, you know. Um, but it happened. They had twenty-seven no. up, twenty-seven down. He did it. So it was a rare kind of bump in the road for JP Sears lately. He went four innings, gave up five, gave up five earned, gave up seven in total, three walks too. You know, he probably didn't want to do that. Yeah, I think we all went into it sort of at least with the back of. The thought in the back of our mind, J.P. Sears' revenge game. Didn't quite happen. No, it did not. But J.P., I mean, <laughs> J.P. Fujinami. Fujinami <laughs> made one of uh, 
a number of good appearances lately. Two innings, giving up nothing, striking out two. Yaxel Rios pitched in this game, who I believe has since left the team with some sort of health issue. I saw a tweet about yeah, I don't know exactly circulatory issues. Yeah. Sounds sketch. Uh, what's it called? It might be uh, Ross Scarlett, maybe. Could be. Um, um, but obviously, everybody in the starting lineup didn't get a hit, so the complete opposite of Vanesco. And yeah, we <laughs> yes, absolutely. And we we, we enjoy Esco's a lot more, for sure. But Fuji, this was good Fuji. And that is not going to be as rare in these game reviews as it has been historically. He's There's still some bumps in the road, but he had some really, really good outings this last week. He did. You know? He did indeed. And it looks like he's maybe not every time out, but it looks like he has found a little bit of something, you know, like it looks like he can, he can, he can go to maybe his fastball location a little bit more reliably than he could at the beginning of the year, which is good news for him, you know? Absolutely. The next game, 10 to four, the Yankees won. Um, Hogan Harris pitched admirably. I would say so. But, not good enough. Gave up five, four earned runs through five and a third. Only walked two. I like him, though. I like him, too. Um, yeah, we'll talk more about his start today, but I was really excited about him today, and it yeah. didn't quite go so great. Uh, Ursig had a blow-up outing, so he really got it all out in one Hopefully. One Man, go, let's hope. Because he's... That was surprising to me. Gave up four earned runs in no... Innings. It didn't, yeah, it didn't get anywhere. Didn't get through any amount of innings at all. Um, Which is tough. Waldachuk came in with a good appearance, kind of similar to the Fuji uh, sentiment. Mm-hmm. S- sort of trending in the right direction right now. And Austin Pruitt pitched because he pitches every day. Yes. Uh, but there was some stuff to talk about in the lineup on this day. Uh, Seth Brown. <laughs> much, much more than the day before. <laughs> Seth Brown got three hits. Um, that's mostly it. Yeah, I mean they scored. They scored. They hit. They hit the ball. They got on base. They scored runs. This, you know, I. It's as I said. It's a fast improvement over the. That's right. They gave up less runs and they didn't. They did not get perfect gamed. So you have to call it a marked improvement. That's what we're looking for these days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or at least at that point, maybe the expectations are a little bit higher as we sit here today. But at least on that day, it was like, okay, we need to get a hit. And then maybe score a run if we're feeling crazy. But definitely we need to get a hit. Um, and they did. So, good job. Seth, Seth Brown got three of them. Look at him go. And it got it mostly got better from here. The White Sox series was much better than the Yankees series overall, I would say. And and it wasn't just because nobody threw a perfect game. It was <laughs> the results. The results altogether were better. The A's won the series. They did. That always helps. Yes. And it was a good start. It got was it. a good good start and a good start. It's crazy, but I think I've lost track of the number of series we've won this year. It's, I know. Is it like three? <laughs> it's more than two. It might be. It's more than two. I can guarantee you because I know we won two this week. That's and right. There we, we go. Logic, we won two this logic. week. I was like, it, I'm not sure, Dan. And they weren't the first two of the year. <laughs> so we have at least three. I would say maybe even four. But that might be crazy, honestly. Um, but yeah, we won the first game 7-4, to four, and it was Luis Medina Day. Yeah, well, the White Sox are one of the few teams who probably have a, a, maybe not sad, but just upset fan base on par with the A's in terms of per season performance and how they were expecting to do. Um, 
So White Sox not having a great year, and the A's no. just added on a little bit. So they, they did. Losing the series to the A's at this point has got to be rough for a team that's struggling. You know, yeah. like you got to look at a series against the A's as like an opportunity to maybe like turn it around. And they, this White Sox did not do that against us for sure, which was awesome for us. Bad news for them, though. That's right. The A's dropped a four spot in the second inning in response to a home or a single run by the White Sox in the top of the first. Um, and it was just a good old fashioned rally. The A's got ten hits in this game. Two by Aledmus Diaz, two by Langliers, two by Kemp, uh, including a triple by Kemp and by Rooker. The rare two triple game. Not yes. sure how often. This that was happens. remember this was they they were they were tripling up a storm there for a little bit. That's right. I think there's more <laughs> some more triples coming. Uh, Carlos Perez home run. Diaz had two doubles by the way. Those first two hits. So, really nice all-around offensive performance, something that we are going to be seeing a little bit of in the next couple of games here. Tony Kemp is, uh, Tony at this point, Tony Kemp looks like he's broken. I don't, it's going to be tough for him, I think, to get the overall numbers to respectable. There is a lot of the season left, but he's looking good. He's looking, you know, like, Tony Kemp is having much more, much more palatable at-bats than he was having the first, like, month and a half. And the results are way better. He's hitting the ball all over the place. A little bit of pop, too. A little bit of pop for Tony Kemp. Um, so, yeah, what was it, 7-4? 7-4. Luis Medina got the win. He yes. went five innings, walked five, struck out four, somehow only gave up one and run. Um, another perfect inning from Fuji. One inning pitch, nothing on the board. And it was great. Uh, a save from Trevor May. Kind of messy, but it was a multi-inning effort, and it worked. And so, he is Trevor May is making a making a case as we keep as I've discussed before. He's making a case for maybe getting himself traded for something good because he is, you know, as you said, it's a little bit rocky, but he's also producing some results, not like beautiful results, but some results. And contenders need that. You need some results in your bullpen from some people, you know. Um, yes, we do. So that was win number 22 on the year. That's right. And Ruiz got up to 41 stolen bases on the season. Which is a number that we love. And it's one, I think, 42 is the Oakland record. And, Oakland rookie record. Yeah, and we will discuss where he stands on that at the end of this episode. He gets 42 get yeah. the very next day yeah. in uh, my game of the week. Mm-hmm. This was a 7-6 to six extra innings in 10 victory over the White Sox. Uh, Kyle Muller came back up, pitched me fine, I guess. He went five, gave up three, struck out four, walked four. He looked really worse. not that great. He looks – this is an interesting thing because he's, he's kind of done this before um, with a couple of starts. Um, he's looked really bad, mostly like really bad. But then you look at the box score after the game, and you're like, eh, he gave up like two and five innings. It's not that bad. I don't know how he didn't give up like eight. But, you know, like if, if Kyle Muller can settle into like doing this, maybe pitching another inning or two um, consistently, then I'll be happy with him. You know, I mean, the, it, three runs, three runs over ideally six innings. But three runs over five innings should probably keep you in the game if you have a good bullpen, you know. Um, so I'd be happy to see a lot more of that from him for sure. 
I'd like that. I'm not seeing the ace stuff I was hoping to see right off the bat. It's clear to me that he throws 97 with relative ease. Yeah. And I'm hoping once the accuracy gets a little bit better, it'll all fall into place. He, de- he definitely throws hard. And he can get people out when he's in the zone, you know? Um, so it's just that last part <laughs> when he's in the zone. Uh, Tony another. Cody Kemp, Kemp had two hits, including another triple. Jace Peterson also tripled in this game. Um, Ruiz, as you said, Ruiz um, stole his 42nd bag. Blade knocked in two. Batting average and OPS still have kind of a long way to go for him, but he's looking pretty good. He, you know? When he makes contacts, he <laughs> hits the heck out of the ball. Um, and there was a walk-off. This it was, was a, a walk-off. Ex- this was a very exciting walk-off. It was... Also, precursor to this, Corey and I have both been pretty busy up until like fairly recently, so we haven't had a lot of, especially a lot of weekends to like totally chill and just watch baseball and it's all we did like all, all we day did. Saturday it was... we totally hung out and just watched baseball all day and we watched the entire A's game and it was a thrilling super cool walk off Tony Kemp I think grounded to second it was the bottom of the 10th JJ Blade it was a JJ Blade yeah. um, and Tyler Wade was on second and just didn't stop running and it should have been a ground out but Elvis Andrews booted the ball bobbled it and uh it was it was a play, it was not really even a play at home. He was safe by quite a bit, and it was a walk off. It was very exciting. And he freaking zoomed through the plate. He this did. is we're it talking about it now, slide. so I'll just go ahead and say that's my moment of the week. Because that walk off, just as Dan said, great great experience watching baseball with your best friend, and always nice when the team wins. So it is. it's very nice, especially uh, in walk off fashion. Off of uh, Kendall Graveman, didn't even yeah. notice that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, great game. One of the one of the more fun games, maybe of the year. Definitely of recent memory for sure. Yeah, I mean we we need a lot of walk offs because there's not going to be a lot of wins, so they need to be exciting when they happen. Totally fitting. It's a walk off error too. Yes, that's the way. Yes. That's all we can get. So yes, we're happy. Um, next game, the A's kind of squandered it early. Um, down five two after three. Down eight three after seven um somehow managed to score four in the eighth and ninth innings combined and ended up losing eight to seven Um, yeah and the last out was a pretty loud out james peterson hit the ball pretty hard with people on base so there was a chance but just didn't happen uh would have been really really cool because it would have been a cool comeback um but yeah blackburn did not have much he was looking. Yeah. He was out there looking very hittable. Um, it's a shame. If he had anything close to a regular day that outing, the A's would have won. Wouldn't have even needed to be good. Just needed to be okay. Just mm-hmm. needed to do what Kyle Muller did. Literally just what we're talking about. And they win by, you know, four runs. So, um, so but anyway, it's okay. You know, I mean, it's not the end of the world. It's just another great all-around day for the lineup. Contributions from everyone. Yeah. Two hits from Tony. Two hits from Lede. Did you already say this? No. It's just sounding very familiar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Two hits from Tyler Wade. Tyler Wade, we should throw a little love his way. Um, He's been very good. At least as of this box score we're looking at, he was up to 293-707. I will take that, especially with the uh, slick moves he's doing out there. Yeah. He's looking super handsome. And he's so fast. He's so fast. Um. Yeah, Tony Kemp in the leadoff spot, I think, is something to also draw some attention to. He... I don't know, maybe started two or three games in the leadoff spot in the last week. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting dynamic. Him him leadoff, Noda second, Ruiz 
uh, out of that nine spot. And I think maybe the nine spot isn't a terrible spot for Ruiz, honestly. Like, I think his future is, is ideally as a leadoff guy. But um, I think for now, it's maybe not terrible to take the pressure off of him. And in when he's playing well and Tony Kemp is playing well, it's like two leadoff guys. Yeah, I really know? do love the two leadoff guy approach. And there's a few guys I could see slotting in there. Ruiz, Wade, Kemp, all kind of fit the bill. I just want a speedster who, if they get on base causes trouble yes it's and it's funny how many of those guys that we have right now because it's not zero i'll tell you that much but that's two out of three that's a series win against the white Sox. gotta love it uh included a home run by rooker mm-hmm. his 14th hadn't done that in a while can't remember if this is the day he was announced an all-star i believe it was, I think it was. Mm-hmm. so he hit that it was like a yeah pinch hit home run or Appeared as a pinch hitter. I think he hit the home run in a second at bat. Yeah. Uh, but cool for him to get into the game and do something like that on that day. And holy cow, Dan, the A's won the next day. They did indeed. This is this getting is, weird. Um, they were getting no hit again through <laughs> seven innings, six or seven innings. It was eerily familiar. It was getting sketchy. And it was also a major bummer because J.P. Sears was shoving. He was looking great. Yeah, total rebound game. Excellent, yes. excellent rebound game. We talked about how he had a bad outing against the Yankees, and he followed it up with arguably his best outing of the season. Yes. Seven and a third, five hits, four Ks, nothing else, no walks. Just good no stuff. walks. Here, high yeah. five, no walks. We've got a, we love no walks. I mean, this guy's good. He folks. is. And he's a lefty. Love that. Um, Noda, Noda knocked in the run. I think it was just a single, kind of uneventful. Uneventful, so, but I mean, in the 10th. Go ahead, single. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the bullpen was great. Ersig was Ersig was a little bit wild, but he was good. Fujinami was great. Um, and Trevor May was, you know, Trevor May. He was he was pretty solid. He was what he, he's kept doing what he seems to have found recently. Yep. Which we'll be fine with. And he's got a sixth save of the year. You know, I mean, he. He's Trevor May. If it's, I mean, if he, if if everything holds, Trevor May is looking at maybe a twenty-five save year. <laughs> That's wild. You know, um, was this Manny Pena's first game back? I think. I think it might have been Manny Pena's back. They yes. really swept that one under the rug. Yeah, but I'm excited for Manny Pena. Me too. He looks good in his um, first couple games. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have a hit yet that I'm aware of, but I like the swings. They will come. I like the way the ball is coming off the bat. They will come. And then the next game. So, yeah, one nothing in 10. Honestly, not that awesome game. Not that much to talk about, though. No. I also heard on the broadcast, I think it was, like, Stephen Vogt said that Manny Pena is one of his favorite teammates of all time. So, that well helps. That yeah. ups his I trust in Steven, my book. I trust Stephen Vogt. Me too. Maybe with my life. Yeah. At least with teammate at, recommendations. At least with uh, assessing someone's personality. Yeah. Um, next game was super cool. Super cool. The tied with the biggest blowout of the year, I think. I think at, when the A's were up by ten at one point in this game, it was their largest um, lead of the season. Yes. So twelve three victory. Gonna assume that's tied for their biggest lead of biggest margin of, of lead. Whatever I'm trying to say. Um. So great day and. Just, when's the last time you felt like you could, I don't know, turn the game off and actually expect a victory? Yeah. No, I it mean, was one of those days. Forever. It's been, it, it is, it feels like it has never happened this year. 
it's so rare. Um, but yeah, I mean, three homers. Noda homered. Langoliers homered. And Jordan Diaz homered. Jordan Diaz had a big day. Jordan Diaz, three for five, three runs, two RBIs. He homered. Reeves was two for four, knocked in two runs. Uh, stole his 43rd base, so I think that's the record for him. I think he stands alone on top of Oakland rookie stolen base hierarchy at this that's point. Right. I uh, hope he took that base with him. Tony Kemp stole base two. Um, 14 hits, 12 runs. It was uh, it was an Ezga. It was an Ezga. It was an Ezga. Every starter got a hit. Don't be fooled. Tyler Wade came in the game as a replacement. He was a replacement. Ruiz did something to his shoulder. Sounds like he'll be okay, but yeah. scary moment. Yeah, didn't love that. Um, and then so that yeah that was that's three game winning streak. Feeling pretty good. That's another. That's a second series one in a row. Um, and then we got we got spanked today. Yeah. Which was unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Logan Harris went out there and didn't pitch very well today. It was the opposite of the day before. The A's lost 9-0. Yeah, Hogan Harris gave up seven, struck out six, managed to make it through four and two-thirds, which I was a little surprised to see. Went up to 105 pitches. And Jace Peterson um, made an appearance. <laughs> lowered, lowered his ERA to nine yep. on the season. Yeah, he seems to be, if they're going to go position player pitching, Jace Peterson seems to be the guy. Jordan Diaz um, getting another two hits is yeah. the most exciting thing out That's of this game. And Brent Rooker, it. there was the uber-exciting Brent Rooker versus Michael Lorenzen all-star face-off, which we will discuss a little bit more. It had all the electricity that you would expect. That's right. I mean, Lorenzen was pretty good, five innings. He, he was hits, good. His no changeup was nasty. I do yeah. wonder if he's got a little extra confidence from being uh, named an all-star. Yeah, and I saw Chasen, Chasen Shreve. Chasen Shreve struck out the side in the ninth for the Tigers. I did not realize that Chasen Shreve was still um, either. out there doing his thing, but that was interesting to see. So, But they won the series, which is uh, – it's always a bummer. I think if you're going to take – if, if the team is going to take two out of three, I'd like him to win the first one, lose the second one, win the third one. Ideally. Yeah. You know? Because then you kind of... the last one hurts. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, you know, like it is, there, it is, the silver lining is, yes, we did win the series, but, you know, I think we lost nine, nothing. You know, it sucks. I'm talking about it right now. I wish we went five and three instead of four and four. But anyway, it's okay. It's like I learned when I was going through my interview training for a new job that you want to be, you want to be somewhere like in the beginning or the end with your impression you make you want to either be the first person they interview or the last one so they'll remember you yeah if you're in the middle that just gets washed away so keep that loss in the middle yeah yeah or it gets totally. washed away yeah by the good vibes of the the first and last thing you saw but overall they're playing better i'll take it they are um what was our moment of the week for you dan we already mentioned mine was tyler wade scoring on the walk-off one the one nothing ten inning win, nice. Um, I put wrote down here almost guarantee it won't happen again this year. <laughs> um, I think it's a obviously it could, but I, I when I at the end of that game I remember thinking like this is highly unlikely for this team, like this is a highly unlikely result for this team. Limiting runs, um, especially like on, especially on the road. True, you know, um, but anyway. So yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. I do love I do love my one run games. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, 
before we get too far away from the electric matchup between Brent Rucker and Michael Lorenzen, we were looking at the all-star teams before we started recording, guys. And um, those two guys stand out as maybe <laughs> the guys that made it because someone has to make it. Which got us yeah. thinking, who are the other guys that made it because someone has to make it? And I don't know if these are all... Wood Merrifield, that kind of doesn't make any sense. He's not having that good of a year. He has an OPS plus of 100. And he's a bunch of, at least a few other people from the Blue Jays made it. And Matt Chapman probably could make it over him. I just don't under- I think Whit Merrifield, that, the season that Whit Merrifield is having would make sense as an all-star season if he was still the only good player on the Royals True. three years ago. But I just, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I guess... Well, who's representing the Royals? Salvi? Yes. Salvador Perez? Um, okay. So I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, that, it surprised me. Um, and also, uh, Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson isn't having a great year. He's having an okay year. I think his OPS is like 780, 790, which I guess is fine. And Josiah Gray, I guess, surprised me a little bit, too. But, he started out great. Um, and maybe that's when people decided he was going to be the All-Star. And uh, I mean, Michael Lorenzo, it's not that great. He's got a 4.28 ERA, uh, ERA plus of exactly league average 100. Which is, you know, not great. It's fine, I guess, if you want a replacement-level player, not an All-Star. Not to really shit on him so much, just... Yeah. Him and Brent Rooker, yeah, maybe aren't really all stars. No, and I don't think <laughs> they're going to make for fun trivia facts one day. I don't think Orlando Arcia should be starting for the National League. Definitely not starting now. You know, um, I think. I mean, I'm, I think the Braves. If the Bra- if you told me the Braves have three starters, great. Braves are really really good. One of them is Orlando Arcia. I'm like. Mm. I don't know. Unexpected twist. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he should be starting. Um, but anyway, I mean, it's uh, Brent Rooker probably. What, what What's Brent Rooker's OPS plus? Because I think Brent Rooker probably deserves it slightly more than Michael Lorenzen, I would say. I would say so. Yeah, 128 for Rooker. Um, so... You know, the OPS Plus is, I don't know. I don't know. Rooker's Rooker, been good. Lorenzen's been aggressively average. But also, yeah, I mean, I guess no one on the Tigers is really standing out that much. So, anyway, I think Lorenzen, of all of, of both the AL and the NL rosters, Lorenzen and Rooker stand out as, like, dudes that made it because they had, somebody had to make it, you know? Yeah, so. I feel like low-key Ryan Noda should have made it. J.P. Sears, I, I was like surprised J.P. Sears, Sears didn't make it, honestly. Um, but, I don't know. You know, I Rooker is having, Rooker's having a fine year. He's not, you know, he's not the craziest choice in the entire world. No. Um, he and Noda have OPS pluses of 128. Yeah. Yeah, I love Ryan Noda. They are, he's those, great. Those two are definitely the bright spots in our lineup currently. Because, yeah, Shreeri's 85. He's got to get that up a little bit, man. Yeah. 
Dude, it's wild. He's got a slightly negative war, but he's so valuable in fantasy baseball. Just, yeah. just goes to remind you, fantasy baseball is not at all the same game. No, it's not representative of real baseball at all. Like, I focus way too much on going for guys that I know are good at baseball and not that are good at fantasy baseball specifically. Yeah, yeah and it's like a tough balance to strike sometimes. Um, but anyway, all right, you uh, minor league. We haven't we haven't talked about the minor leagues in a while. And, well, we haven't extensively talked about the minor leagues in a while. I feel like we mentioned it in passing, but. Uh, yeah, I read. I saw this. Bobby Crosby said Lawrence Butler could play in the bigs right now. Lawrence Butler looks legit, and mm-hmm. I know we've probably talked about. Lawrence, we've probably had this exact conversation about Lawrence Butler a number of times. But hearing someone like Bobby Crosby say, Bobby Crosby was legit in the big leagues at a pretty young age. So hearing Bobby Crosby say like this dude could play right now, I was like, oh, Bobby Crosby probably knows better than I do whether someone's ready or not. So let's get him up. Let's like call Lawrence Butler up immediately. Completely agree. Uh, another name I came across this week for maybe not the first time, but the first time I really looked into him, David Leal, Leal, David Matthew Leal, uh, 38th round draft pick in 2019 out of Louisiana Tech. He's currently pitching in Midland, and he's just kind of an interesting pitcher. He's lefty. He throws like max 87 miles per hour with his fastball, 80 mile an hour changeups, and he just really keeps people off speed. He's got incredible accuracy. He has, throughout his minor league career, so four seasons, 267 strikeouts and 37 walks. That's a 7.2 strikeout to walk rate. Which um, is really good. Really good, yeah. For comparison's sake, Michael Lorenzen this year, the all-star, is at 3.1. <laughs> Michael Lorenzen, the all-star. Um, yeah, a little bit on the older side. Um, and definitely hasn't like rocketed through the minors, but it seems like uh, is in that crafty lefty mold, which has worked for people before. So yeah, the the article I read compared him directly to Jamie Moyer, um, people like that. So I would settle for that. It's been a while since we've had someone succeed in that role. Like Tommy Malone comes to mind. He got a spot start this week. I saw that fun stuff there. I love Tommy Malone. I don't think he's great, but I love him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if this guy um, makes it to the show or how far he makes it. Um, Jonah Bride's crushing it. Yeah, just looking at AAA, though. Jonah Bride, it's hard not to see this guy become a big league baseball player. He's basically a career 420 on-base guy in the minor leagues. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty crazy. He leads the – I mean, if you take out some outliers like Ramon Laureano – he leads the Aviators in OPS this year. He's, he's got over a thousand, right? He's got a one dot oh oh two, which uh, is great. Part of a three oh nine four nineteen five eighty three slash line. It's got nine home runs, seventeen doubles, two triples, thirty one walks to thirty three strikeouts. Um, pretty impressive stuff. Blade notably was also crushing it even harder, yes. albeit for a slightly shorter period of time. But he had 20 walks to 15 strikeouts himself. I am shocked to see that. 429 on base. Um, we should also look at Nick Allen, man. 33 games played this year. He's got a 420 on base percentage. Uh, 939 OPS. That's like fourth best on the team if you take out outliers. Yeah. So, I mean, Nick Allen, it remains to be seen. I, I would... Nick Allen is a, is can do triple A. 
it will just he's got to hit it. He's got to hit it to majors because his glove is great. You know, he's got more walks than strikeouts, twenty yeah. to sixteen. He's clearly not figured it out at the big leagues yet. No, but yeah, um, feels like he might. Seems like he might. Zach Geloff. Zach Geloff is doing, doing pretty well. Thing. He is slowly but steadily riding that ladder up the the minor league system. I'm assuming we'll see him in the big leagues this year. Yeah, and Soderstrom is also kind of making it happen a little bit more. We still want the on-base percentage a little bit higher, and he is striking out way too much still. But, um, you know, I mean, I, I he can strike out that much if he's going to do like what Geloff does. You know, I mean, that's you can strike out. If you if you free results, you strike out, walk, hit the ball hard. That'll work for me. You just got to do the hit the ball hard and walk a lot. Yes. Um, so this Max Schumann guy looks pretty good. Three hundred seven, four seventeen, four eighty six. Yeah, maybe I want a little more pop, but it's that's you know I, I on base over four hundred seems like a popular move. Yeah. You know. Well, um, Zach Geloff leads the team in stolen bases. It looks like at nineteen. I believe in did Zach Geloff. Did not realize he was a big runner. And I feel like all the power isn't even quite there yet. You know, so there's probably going to be a couple seasons where he's pretty good at both of them. You know. Uh, Trenton Brooks. Never really heard of him, but he's got a 41 to 42 strikeout to walk ratio, or walk to strikeout ratio. 12 homers. He's up in the top four in homers yeah. on the team. He's got as many as Dermis Garcia. Soderstrom, Cody Thomas with 17. Soderstrom's got 20. Brooks and Garcia with 12. Not sure what to think about Garcia at this point. Obviously, yeah. these are inflated minor league numbers. Everything flies out of the yard in Vegas, but... Um, I don't know. It's hard yeah, but not I'm to like. Also a, happy with with what I'm seeing from Kyle McCann. Hard not know? to like a 360 on base, you know. Yeah. Something higher than that's even better. Um. So right. that's the minors. The team overall is uh, not really that good. They are sub 500. Um, not that that really matters, but I think a lot of the ace talent is more in Double A. So that's something Dan and I need to really work on familiarizing with ourselves. We should take advantage of the fact that we can watch those games in MLB TV now. We should. That's true. Because I would. It may be slightly more entertaining than you know watching the majors occasionally. You know. At this point, maybe. Um. Uh, yeah, the Aviators are in fourth place, thirty-eight and forty-four. Eh, they're not dead though. Oh, they're playing a game right. Now they are winning. 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 Kyle Muller's pitching. Cool. How did they get their run? Jonah Bride. What? He's. I didn't even know he was in AAA. These guys, slippery guys. Yeah. He's crushing it. I had no idea. RBI double. Yep. Um. Okay, so we got our player of the week. I am asking Corey. Um, I'm going to say getting this one might be a tall task. Uh-oh. Nate Fryman. <laughs> that might have been too good of a hint. But anyway, you can take Nailed it. <laughs> this is Tanner Gibson's favorite baseball player. It, uh, it was. Let's it, go to the real stats here. It, it was Nate Fryman. Six foot eight, two forty five. It was Nate Fryman. Rule 5 pick. That's right. Rule 5 pick. Born December 31st, 1986. Only played probably not even a full season. 
highest selection in the draft was eighth round by the Padres in 2009. Padres love themselves a tall guy. Made his debut April 3rd, 2013th. Yeah, and like it would play had, had yeah. played quite a bit in 2013. Max, some in 2014. Max out 80 games. He'll forever be known for his walk off broken bat single off of Mariano Rivera. Yes, he will. Um, and really, yeah, league average 100, 101 OPS plus, but solid. Totally yeah, solid. a little bit surprising to me that he completely fell out of baseball. Yeah, you know he he was kind of a part of just like the A's folklore of that time yeah and also like legitimately like a big target at first you know like i i don't know why he didn't it was it's surprising because he was pretty good he was pretty good first baseman his presence directly coincided with like the most dominant stretch of oakland a's baseball in a long time yeah (laughs) yeah it seemed like it's it the a's were that that a's teams was one of those teams that seemed like any dude they picked up was just gonna have his like best stretch baseball for that team, you know. Um, but anyway, okay, so that was too easy. I probably shouldn't have even given you a hint. You would have been able to get that one. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure how easy it would have been without the hint. But, okay, coolest thing we saw in baseball, um, the Padres completed their first sweep of the year. Yesterday, I think. I don't think they're playing today. Of the Angels. Yeah. Suck it, Slegna. Yeah, so... We got. We're, this is a very pro Padres podcast. We love the Padres. Pretty anti Angels, and we don't like the Angels. So that was great. And I, my uh, my girlfriend Katie's dad is a big Padres fan, and I mean she's also a Padres fan, but he's a big Padres fan. And uh, his mood is slightly affected by the Padres game results. So we're hoping for Bob that yeah. the Padres really start to kick it into gear. So, they have the talent. I don't. I don't even feel like I need to say that. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see if they can really make this maybe like 8 out of 10 situation, you know? So relatable, Bob. Yes, totally. Totally. Uh, what about you? Another Ellie De La Cruz moment, of course. Uh, I didn't really... I was kind of watching the game in the background, saw that there was the thing about his bat getting checked, didn't really know what was going on. And then he hit a home run. Very cool. Super sick home run. Uh, but then I found out more details. So it turns out in the minor leagues, you can use... I think they're called blast sensors. You can put this little plastic sensor on the knob of your bat, and it'll tell you how hard you're hitting the ball and the launch angle and stuff. And you're allowed to use it in live games in the minor leagues. You're not allowed to do that in the big leagues. Turns out you can put the little plastic thing on there just without the sensor. That's Mm -hmm. allowed. So presumably he does it because he's so used to having it and he likes it. Yeah. He's comfortable with it. But yeah, the Nationals manager wanted to uh, pick a bone about it. And it was just really cool. So they had it inspected. He then hit a home run his following at bat and then immediately pointed to his bat knob. Like, yeah, check the bat knob. <laughs> Ellie Dela Cruz is so cool. He's so cool. He's a star. He's already a star. He's a star. And he's played like 20 games. It's incredible. I love that stuff. One of my favorite things about baseball is the Ellie De La Cruz type story. Yes. And it, and it seems so sustainable. Like, it seems very unlikely that he's going to, like, not be great. Totally. You know. Um, and yeah, I saw that you put in here. I appreciate that you put this in here. The MOB on the on the app app, you can now watch like a 3D version of the game going. Like it's a 3D kind of animated version of the game that's going on. It's, and it's 
It's like, kind of a little bit hard to just. Dis- I at least am having. A, I've I've had a hard. I, believe, I was trying to describe it to Katie actually. I was and I was like, I'm falling short. I mean, I think they essentially use like person, like facial recognition technology to recognize human bodies and the movements they make and stuff like that, and then just plot it out onto this interesting little video thing, and it's basically live. It's like a pitch or two behind the live game. Very cool. But yeah, you go into game day, and there's this little 3D button on the top right. Click 3D, and I personally haven't figured out how to correctly navigate it, but you can like theoretically put yourself anywhere in the ballpark at any angle. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Very fun stuff. It's in beta mode, so I don't think they've made a big hubbub about it yet. Um, okay, the fantasy deal. You beat me again. I did. I did quite well. I had Emmett Sheehan get me 15.5 and Jamer Candelario 76.1. He is a spicy tamale right now. That's right. You had Tony Gonsolin, who I had in fantasy baseball, did not go great. And I uh, had negative DJ, yeah, point, yeah, negative point eight. Negative point eight on over two starts. And you really undid the TJ Fradel 81.4 with that. Yep. So what'd you get? 90, what'd you get? 90, 92.6? point six. And I got 80.2. So, close one. I got a totally. pair of pitchers. Um, I'm going with Bailey Ober of the Twins and uh, Mickey Moniak from the Angels this oh. week. I forgot to make any choices, so I'm going to do the first things that come to my mind, which are Sonny Gray. Also a good pick. And Anthony Rizzo, because I said the first thing that was coming to mind. That's fair. And he, you know, Rizzo's not been bad. Um, and for some fantasy <laughs> my phone says Anthony Disco <laughs> <laughs> that's his alter ego that's what his friends that's what his closest friends call him um, and for some fantasy pickups Francisco Alvarez is homered in three of his last four games he was in like a he, he went like five for 60 or something over like a period of time but now he's homered in three out of four catcher's pretty shallow still you know and I think he's owned in like 35% of leagues so I think at this point if you need a catcher it's probably worth just picking up Francisco Alvarez and holding on to him even through cold stretches because I think he will uh, overall I think that at the end of the year the numbers will be pretty good and coming into the recording this we were talking about how like you just kind of hold on to some of these guys and like even if like three or four day stretches aren't very good like overall it's going to be good you know and I think Alvarez, I think Alvarez is one of those guys um, similar player, Yiner Diaz on the Astros, starting to get pretty hot. He had a two home run game just the other day. A couple good catching options. Um, our notes, our notes in this notes app are getting all jumbled. <laughs> uh, JP Crawford is actually playing pretty well his on base up to this on the season is like around 360 uh will benson uh just i don't know it might not be a bad idea to ride this reds wave so will benson is an outfielder who's had a couple big knocks isn't quite playing every day yet but maybe on his way and then Any, um, anyone else jump out to you josh outman josh outman is uh and also like again all these dudes are under 50 percent owned so um but josh outman James Altman? James Altman. James Altman. I don't know why I keep calling him well, there's, James. There's, Is there also a Josh? There used to be an A's Josh Altman, I think. Anyway, we're talking about James Altman here. Uh, the center fielder for the Dodgers. Uh, had a two-homer game. Um, had a hit today. Had a walk, stole a bag. 
Um, I think he's just, you know, he's going to be in the lineup every day, and he plays for the Dodgers, and he seems to have at least a two-homer game in him once or twice a month. So, yeah. you know, for a guy that's like 33% owned in most fantasy leagues, you can do a lot worse than that. So there, 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 have there are people that are definitely 70% owned that are having worse years. So Follow our advice, and you're sure to win your fantasy league. Um, Where do we got it's not up? actually a disclaimer. But. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got coming up? Here? What do we got coming up? We got the Red Sox starting tomorrow um, in Boston. 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 <laughs> oh, and then it's All-Star break. <laughs> then it's All-Star break. That's right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm sure we'll put out an episode next week, probably during one of the days off. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, probably Wednesday or Thursday. Maybe if we get crazy, we'll try and do some like live stuff. Yeah, during, during the all maybe the home run derby or something like that. Yeah, we'll um, see. So that yeah, we may do that. We may not do that. Who knows? Don't hold us to it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, we are gonna at least try and figure out how to do that stuff soon. Yes. And so we'll get there. Let's win one more series before the All Star break. How about let's that? Let's beat some more socks. Let's do it. Beat the socks off. <laughs> all you need to do is win two out of three, preferably the first and the third. Those are the rules. That's right. Um, and we will talk to you next week. And in the meantime, go A's. Go A's.